Father, we want to thank you in the name of Jesus. We bless you for whom you are. Once again, as we walk through your way, bless us. Open our eyes in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're talking about anointing for some time now. We've dealt the series of anointing. Say anointing. Anointing. Now we've been talking about levels of anointing. And today I'm going to deal with what we call the last part of the levels of anointing and what anointing can do. Amen. We've been of Ezekiel Ezekiel 49 and of already we've talked about the foundational anointing that is when you, you receive Jesus as your personal savior he gives you power. And the uncle's level of anointing, when you receive Holy Spirit baptism, you speak in tongues. And the new level anointing, and that is, it's powered by prayer. But God wants us to pray. And, bus, and then last week we talked about waste level. You can call it waistline or lungs. The Bible calls it lungs level. When the anointing reaches your weight. And last week from our studies, we, we found out that it's, that is where you begin to bear fruit. And it's powered by knowing the word of God. So it's not just only prayer. You're not just only speaking in tongues, but you need what? The word of God to grow and bear fruit as a child of God. And, and that's why sometimes you have people who know how to pray. They can pray two hours, three hours, but their lives are not getting better. It's just because they refuse to Grow with the anointing. Bring the anointing to what? The waste level. And it's powered by knowing what the word of God is saying and you running with the word. Hallelujah. And the anointing should not only get to the waste level, you give him back. And, and that is if, if you are a minister, especially when you start to receive Christ, the Holy Ghost baptism, then prayer, time of intercession, prayer, and then the time you sow into the word, and then God begins to give you sons and daughters in ministry. If it's a ministry, you begin to have branches all over the place. You have pastors who become your sons and daughters that you pioneer, and the people that you mentor, and, and then you train 
and send them also. Amen. But it shouldn't get to that place. It's good to have sons and daughters. But the anointing needs to grow. Say the anointing needs to grow. And that is what we are going to discuss now. Amen. And that is known as river anointing. When the anointing becomes a river. Say river anointing. River anointing. All these things that I'm teaching you, you can find them in my books. You know, you read um, God of Signs and Wonders. You find it in it. I think uh, walking in the supernatural power of God, you find it. I preached in Hosanna Temple um, last three days. You know, I think four days or so. And a young man came there with one of my books, The Supernatural Faith to Raise the Dead. And the young man gave a testimony how the father died. And because of that book, he was able to raise his father from that. Amen. That was so inspiring. And, and not only that, that, that young man was so crazy about my anointing, he forced me by force. Amen. And I had also preached about harassing the anointing. And the young man harassed me and took my coat. He said, Bishop, I heard you preaching that when you harass the anointing, you get what you want. And I left the meeting without a coat. Amen. Hallelujah. He was so excited. You see, the anointing stays in the book, and we will learn about all these things. How to get the anointing stays in the book. So that having interaction, sitting close to the anointing, you know, and that is how it wraps, it goes round. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ezekiel 40, 47. Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. Now we're reading verse 5. Afterwards, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. Say, a river that could not be passed over. This is the stage of Gospel Light International Church. It's now beyond me. We have branches all over the place. The anointing has become one. A river anointing that one person you can swim. One person cannot handle. Amen. But it comes and, and there is something that it adds to you. Especially when you are in a church that the anointing has become a swimming anointing. You don't just walk into the church and get warm the people. You have to be actively involved doing something. Find something doing. Because now the anointing has become a swimming anointing. Hallelujah. 
privileged place. Amen. Now let's look at what the shaming anointing does. And if, if you are in the shaming anointing and you don't take note of things, you can be in shaming anointing, but nothing will be happening. Nothing will be happening. You can be in the shaming anointing. And, and still you may think, oh, not seeing anything. Now let's 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 do it on. Verse six. And he said unto me, Son of man, have thou seen this? When you get to the shaming anointing, you should see something. You should open your eyes. You are in a church, you are in a ministry. Now the anointing has become in a shaming. That means you just enjoy. The hard work has been done. Amen. I said the hard work has been done. And so when you find yourself in a ministry that has gotten to a stage of shaming anointing, it's a privilege for you also to grow Amen. The, the, the problem is some of us we don't know that we don't even value shaming anointing starting a ministry is one of the most difficult jobs pioneering a church is not easy managing human beings is one of the most difficult jobs. Even Moses failed. At a point, he was frustrated by the people. Today, they say they want this. Another day. And that is one thing in ministry. If you want to run a ministry and you want to be remote controlled by people, You will lose sight. You will lose the favor of God. It should be what God says. It's not what people want. Amen. You know, and that's what uh, Moses, with all the miracles, with all the signs and wonders, the people caused him to fail. And the Bible said Moses was the most humblest person. Sometimes I think of it. How can a humble person? But at a point, he lost his anger. It's just because of the frustration of the people. The pressure they put on him. Hey, Moses this. Hey, Moses that. Hey, Moses this. Hey, Moses that. Hey, Moses this. And at a point that they needed water, there was demonstration against Moses. They formed, let's go back to Egypt party. Movement. Amen. And then they put pressure on Moses. And Moses said, do you want water? Do you want, why God said, point it. Because of the anger of the, you want water? You want water? Okay, this is water. And the water came out, but God said, I did not ask you to strive. 
I say pointed. It makes the difference. To you, it may not, all that the people want is water. Amen. And running a ministry that has several branches, some of you don't know it comes with a lot of challenge. Every day you are hearing something and it seems every branch's problem is your problem. And that's why some of you don't know. Some, some of you think that it's only about this place. No. It's not only about this place. You are monitoring all the places. And every, and every day, problem coming from somewhere. How many of you do pray for me? How many of you? Are you sure you pray for me? I'm not feeling your prayer. Hallelujah. Say swimming anointing. So you say, have you seen? When it got to the swimming level, you should see something. You should see that this is not an ordinary place. Whatever ministry you involve, when the anointing got to the swimming level, Amen. Sometimes you have a pastor who have even not handled one church, giving advice to somebody who's have several churches on the issue. Amen. And ministry, if you haven't gotten to certain level, you may not know the experience. You may not know. Amen. And that's what sometimes when I hear people who are no, I mean, they just have one or two church, open their mouth against a man of God who been running several churches, they open their mouth. I just look at them and say, no, these people, they don't know what they are talking about. Hallelujah. Say, shaming anointing. Shaming anointing. Amen. Verse, then he said, Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now, when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the side, the one side on the other. The swimming anointing is a ministry that is on this side and the other side. It's not just one church. Trees represent human beings on this side and on the other side. Hallelujah. Verse 8. Then said he unto me, These reed waters issue out towards the east country. And go down to the desert and go into the sea. And being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Now, the swimming anointing, it moves to the desert place. It looks for a place. 
when nothing grows, the seeming anointing looks for a place where people are suffering. The seeming anointing, it looks for a place where lives that have been disappointed to be raised up. It goes to the desert place because the anointing should not only be in a place that the people are enjoying. It has to go to every place, to the desert. Sometimes where nothing grows, where people lives, it looks like they are not part of human race. I said they need the gospel. One day, an American preacher asked me, said, Bishop, why do you worry yourself planting several churches? Why not just one? And just be comfortable. Amen. And I, I, I told him, it's about your calling. Because as I drive along, I look at places. If some of you don't take note, me, I take note. How many appetite cures do we have around? If I can match all appetite cures with churches, many lives will be saved. I say many lives will what? Be saved. I'm passion for them because my grandmom used to sell appetite. And when I became born again, I persuaded her to stop selling. Amen. And sometimes, you know some of their songs, Amen. I'll tell you some of the, uh, these are old appetite folk songs. I mean all these songs. And, and the appetite people sometimes when they are talking, you know, they talk about people drinking brandy. Oh, is brandy a, so, uh, a drink? Kenyan rum. Oh, all this, you drink, you get sick. The real stuff is appetition. Amen. And then they'll bring a song. You know, and so I was a kid and I sat down. But the day that they will get brandy somewhere, you come and brag. Hey, Charlie, no, 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 no. Smell my mouth. It's a different thing altogether. Amen. Hallelujah. So all these people, they need help. And it's still going on in our society. The kind of lifestyle and lives are being wasted. And the seeming anointing, it runs. It's a river. It moves. It shouldn't be stagnant to get people saved. And everywhere, the place you think lives could not be saved, the gospel will make difference in their lives. I say it will make difference in their lives. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, I love the seeming anointing. 
I love the river anointing. Hallelujah. Verse 9. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, one sort of the rivers shall come, shall live. Will you say amen? May the river anointing upon your life reach souls. May anything that is dead come in contact with you. May that thing live again. You know, your life should be, the anointing upon your life should be that people come in contact with you. Their life should be better. They should become better people in society, in life, in character. Hallelujah. Not that people come in contact with you and they are the same. The river anointing carries the mandate of saving souls and making sure lives are restored. And it cannot be in one place. In your community, look around. Is there any church around? Is there any gospel like church around? Have a desire to have a brand there. Put your hands together for the Lord, everybody. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say the river anointing. The river anointing. Anything that moves will live. Now, let's go on the same verse 9. It says, and there shall be very great multitude of fish. Say, great multitude of fish. Jesus says, I will make you up fishes of men. Are you really, have the person sitting by you, are you really a fisher of men? How many men have you fished for Jesus? That is the river anointed. That is the river anointed. Receive the river anointing. Put your hands on your head and say, I receive the river anointing. I receive the river anointing. I receive the river anointing. Put your hands together. So if you are in a a river anointing stage and you don't open your eyes to see, you will miss your destiny. You will miss your mission. You will miss your commission. Hallelujah. And you will miss your mandate. You are here for a reason. Don't just walk in the church like don't use the church as airport. Turn to somebody and say, don't use the church as airport. Just, you learn and you take off. You learn and you take off. You might be doing something in the church.
Now look at the person sitting by you and say, are you one of the planes that land and takes off? This place is not an airport. Hallelujah. Now verse, let's continue. Because this water shall come either for they shall be healed. It brings healing to society. Healing to marriages. Healing to relationship. Wherever the river anointing goes, it brings restoration. It brings hope to mankind. And that's why the gospel. The gospel, we don't go and blow ourselves up. We don't go and kill people. We go and bring life and restoration. That's what Jesus taught us. Amen. Because this water shall come either, for they shall be healed, and everything shall leave wherever the river cometh. Those churches in the plains, but anywhere you plant a branch of gospel life, it will grow, it will not die. Even in your bedroom, it will grow because. By the grace of God, I can confidently say that God has brought us to the river anointing stage. Verse 10. And it shall come to pass that the fishes shall stand up, up uh, shall stand upon it from Engidi, even the Enneglim. There shall be a place to spend forth net, spread forth net. You see here, evangelism, so winning, you spread your net. Their fish shall be according to their kind, according to their kind. If you are a lawyer, you bring a lawyer. To the, if you are a doctor, you bring it. If you are a businessman, bring your kind. Turn to somebody and say, bring your kind. If you are a nurse, you bring a nurse. Bring your kind. The other day, a certain lady brought somebody to the church. And I laughed. That lady can talk. She can talk. She said, a talker. And for the first time she brought this lady, I led this lady to Christ, prayed for her. When I pray, this new convert, he started talking. I said, oh yes, you brought your kind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, bring your kind. Bring your kind. Bring your kind. One day, a certain brother also brought his kind. And when I was leading the guy to Christ, the food, this was how he was. And the food that was coming to him. The brother used to be a drunkard. He said, yes, 
Bishop, these are the guys I used to hang around with. So you bring your kind. You bring your kind. And by the time I said receive Christ, he, he, he was just saying it and he was just almost falling. And you know, the guy has, you know, he was into drinking, he wasn't eating. And he, he had no money. He, he, and his friend, he go to him, ask for money, and said, this, I need to bring you to the church. Bring your kind. Bring your kind. You are a market woman. Bring your kind. You are a Kobe seller. Bring your kind. You are a false seller. Bring your kind. You are a plantain seller. Bring your kind. God is not asking you, uh, go and bring somebody from Plaster House. He said, bring what? Your kind. Your friends. Germans would say, colleague. Friends, bring your kind. You have people to hang around. Bring your kind. I remember when I gave my life to Christ. Do you know that I have some mates in the seminary? They have become Catholic priests. I mean, no, they were almost going to be consecrated as Catholic priests. I remember one day I met them. They were saying, why, why should you leave the church? This and that. I preached to them. To a point, then they received Christ. And I said, okay, let's go to this place. Went there, led them to receive Holy Ghost baptism. With their cassock, everything, they were falling on the ground. And today those guys are charismatic Catholic priests. Bring your kind. I said, bring your kind. You are a banker. Bring your kind. You see them every day. You meet them every day in the office. Your friend, you are a teacher. Bring your kind. That's what the swimming anointing does. You bring your kind. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Say, I will bring my kind. I will bring my kind. Other fish of the great sea, exceeding many, many people. Bring your kind. Now, in verse 11, but the merry places thereof and the marriage thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to Saul. You see, it's not all people you can save. That is one thing. I, it, I, it took me a long time. I thought everybody could be saved. When I became born again, it took me a long time to know that it's not all people I can save. I used to have um, nightmares about people who are not getting born again. 
I thought everybody I will pray to. But there are places you cannot touch. Let's put our hands together one more time. Twelve. And by the river upon the banks thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaves shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his month, because they are waters they issue out of the sanctuary. And the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Say medicine. You know, all these are new species, new blessings God wants to bring to his church. When the anointing becomes a river anointing, there are so many things God wants to do. There are so many things. Amen. 14. And, and he shall inherit it. Who will inherit it? Say me. Me. One of well as another. Concerning the which I lifted up my hand to give it unto your fathers. And this land shall fall unto you for inheritance. Whatever we do in our church is inheritance. When we are finishing God, it's our children. Children, children will be carrying up. It's an inheritance. A place where lives will continue to grow according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Now let's look at some few things. What the anointing could do. Some of the few things that the anointing. Now let's go to First John. First John two twenty-seven. But the anointing which ye have received of him abided in you. And it shall need not that any man teach you. But all the same anointing teacheth you of all things. So the anointing will teach you what? All things. Say all things. All things. So the anointing is a teacher. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is a teacher. The anointing will teach you all things. There are some things I did not know. I did not learn from books. But I got it through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And don't forget, I told you some of the things that the anointing can teach you. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 2. There are seven basic things that the anointing comes to impart. Seven basic things. 
Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. Now look at it. It said, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Number one is the spirit of the law. Say the spirit of the law. Now let's see what the spirit of God comes with. In Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Go back to Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Luke 4 18. Luke 4 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel. So the anointing comes so that you will preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. People that are disappointed. Healing is not only limited to those who are sick. You know, when you talk of disease or sickness, it's not only infirmity of the body. The Bible talks of infirmity. Maybe malaria or what? Uh, what about some of this disease you know? Outside that, people are sick in their mind. People are sick in their mind. The other day, we went on radio, and after, a man called me. We saw. But Jimmy, you remind me of. Jimmy, you know. I said, I'm going to Yes. Amen. Such a person is what? Sick mentally, emotionally. He needs to be healed. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord does to provide. You see, broken, when you get a broken heart, it comes with this appointment. Even if you are not happy with the system, your heart is what? Broken. You are not happy with the marriage. Your heart is broken. You are not happy with the way your business is going. Your heart. You are not happy with the way your career should be. Your heart. You are not happy the way your education is going. You are broken in the heart. Amen. And it takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It takes the anointing. People do some silly things. Why should maybe a woman leave a man and that man will want to go and kill? Years ago, a young man ran to the church. This young man came to the church. He said, Pastor, I want to see you. I said, for what? I've done something terrible and the police are looking for me. I said, what have you done? And I had a girlfriend, and the girl left me. And the girl has this uh, kiosk filled with uh, uh, wasp print, and I set fire to it. I said, oh. Amen. I have to pray, counsel him, 
And he said, let's go and meet the people. Some of the things that sometimes we pastors do, that's why when people open their mouth, insulting pastors, they don't know. I have to go see the lady. And through that, the lady also became a member of this church. That's the beauty of the gospel. We have to sort it. I have to go and see the police and sort things out. So, the spirit of the Lord. And apart from broken heart, what else again? To preach what? Deliverance must be preached. This is the message God gave me to Ghana. That's why I was the one who started deliverance ministry again. God said, deliverance must be preached. The churches were preaching that if you are born again, you don't need deliverance. God said, it's part of the gospel. Go and preach it. People need deliverance in so many ways. I said, people need deliverance. I remember years ago, uh, there was a house close to Kaneshi Market. And there was a woman um, who came to a church. It used to be called Dada. And this woman had a, a spiritual husband who comes every 12 midnight. And the people living in the house will hear the foster. Then there was this uh, Dada Kununebana. And I have to go and wait and say he should come. I was there two days. He didn't come. I said, I'm waiting for him to come. Nothing happened. I left the place. The third day, I didn't go. That that, that husband came. And there was something, he got it from Agriculture. He went for some uh, juju powers and that is how. For some business and then it became a demonic thing that was really destroying the family. So people need deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, let's look at it again. Recovering of the sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To recovering the sight of the blind. People are walking, but they are blind. People take decisions. Because spiritually, they are blind. Decisions that will destroy them. met a man. This man looked wretched. Listen. He looked so wretched. This man had five children. He would not give housekeeping money to the wife, which we call chop money. This man was not well. I mean, you look at his dress, just one. But this man had been able to give money to a woman who 
he sponsored. You know, he's a mechanic. Sponsored. This woman was traveling to London. Buy goods, come and sell. Do you think it's right? It's blind. He will boast to friends. Yes, my girlfriend go to London and come. But couldn't pay the children's school fees. Was not taking care of his own children. Spiritually, the man was what? Blind. I have to sit this man down and talk and talk, even about the top money and talk and talk and talk before he started. I said, your own children. He said, oh, uh, the lady is nothing. It's just an assistant. I was just helping. Hey, helping? So there are some things. It takes the word of God to open your eyes for you to know this thing is bad. There were couples. They wanted to have children. They were married 15 years. This was Takwa. And you know, anytime the woman comes to her ovulation period, there is a fight for two weeks. In their marriage, every woman they fight for two weeks. Then they come together. For 15 years. And, the, and for the two weeks, this was the period in between the woman was in her ovulation. So the devil just used that tactics. And for 15 years, I was just teaching through the word of God and the woman I got open, she was in the service. He went to call the husband and said, come and hear what the pastor is saying. The man was a policeman. It's also another, another, another episode. Amen. So, he brought the husband. The husband listened to the teaching. He said, oh, when they just saw Oh, so this is what has happened. Because they've been to hospital. The doctor said they have no problem. This is all about the enemy was doing. Within those two weeks, there's five. This one sleeping on the north. Another one sleeping on the south. Simple. As soon as they, they got that message and their eyes were open, just one man, the woman became pregnant. So, recovering of the sight, as you are hearing the word, your eyes, your spiritual understanding is being what? Open. A lady came to a church here. I preached. And after the service, she came to me. She said, this is the first time I'm hearing that following somebody's husband is wrong. Well, I've been to church and nobody's I never heard such a thing. So, through the word of God, 
your eyes will be open. God will bring restoration. May God bring restoration to you. May God bring on restoration to you. In the name of Jesus, cause your eyes to be restored. Your sight to be restored. Put your hands together for the Lord. Some things, only just information from the word of God can bring changes to you. Let's go the last one to set at liberty them that are bruised. People are bruised. Hurt in life. And people are hurt in life. Sometimes your first relationship, what happened? You are so bruised that that you see all men. I was counseling a certain lady because of her first experience in relationship. I was talking and I said, no, you, you should begin to. Now she's met somebody, but she could not trust the person. And, and she told me what I said, Pastor, let me tell you. Oh, man, I had to say, you, I don't even trust. I said, oh. And sad people, you need to know you must go on with your life. No matter what has happened. No matter what somebody has done to you. You need to close that chapter and move on. You cannot say, hey, because of this man did to me, as for men, I don't look at their face. You need to close that door and move on. You are not an angel. You can make mistakes. You can make some things, especially growing up as a young person. You make some mistakes. That's why David prayed a prayer. He said, forgive me the sins of the, my youth. He said, he said, don't hold on to the sins of my youth. Because you make some, some stupid things, some foolish things. As a man, I was preaching here one day, and a, a married man here, anytime he had a problem with the wife, he would eat. But in the night, she, he had to steal his way to go and eat the food and, and steal and come back and sleep. And the following day, they said, who ate the food? Me. I didn't eat anything. And, and, and that will become a quarrel. I preached a message here. He walked to me and said, Pastor, who told you that I'm doing this? I said, I don't know. I think my wife came to tell you that. I said, no, your wife has And, and he said one day he was so hungry and the wife was still at the kitchen and that is from 1 a.m. the wife was still going. He wanted the wife to leave so that you will become an answer. It becomes like you put yourself into captivity. 
there are some things we do it, we are putting ourselves into captivity. And you need to be you need to be delivered. You need to be delivered. And it takes the word of God. There are some things you do, nobody can tell you except what the word of God. You say, hey, you are wrong. And that is the mandate. So the, that anointing come to help you to come out of certain attitude, certain habit. Certain attitude. There was a woman also, I preached a message here in one of the web. Anytime he had a problem with a husband, he would learn all the food in the fridge. Sometimes two weeks. He said, until the husband starts eating the first food, he should eat all that he has packed into the deep freezer before she will start cooking. I said, woman, you don't want peace. We are talking here about peace. It's not your principle. Sometimes your principle does not help. You only have to accept the word of God and move on with your life. After the service, the husband came. So for what preach pa a woe be pa Hallelujah. That's the beauty of the word of God. And and the spirit of the Lord. And also the last thing is to the last thing he says what? Verse nineteen. Verse nineteen. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, people don't understand what... You see, God works in season and out of season. But there's also a season for everyone. One of the things is as a man or woman, you should know your season. You should know your season. Some, if, without knowing your season... The acceptable year, you can miss certain opportunities in life. And you should know the acceptable year. Acceptable year to take certain decisions and move onward in life. And it comes through the anointing of what? The Spirit of the Lord. Let's go back to Isaiah quickly. I'll finish this. And then next week, we'll talk about what the anointing is. All this month, August, we're talking about the anointing. And as we talk, you pray for anointing. You pray that every level that you are, that the Spirit of God. Let's come back to Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11. Then, again, he talks about the spirit of wisdom. The anointing comes to give you what? Wisdom. So when you need wisdom, when you are doing anything that requires wisdom, you are taking decision about your marriage, you're taking decision about money, you're taking decision about your business, it is wisdom that you need. It's not casting out demons. So you pray and ask the spirit of wisdom to anoint you. And keep you understanding of what you are doing. Because without wisdom, you lose so many things. And it comes through prayer. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 
1 verse 17 to 18. I want to show you something there. Some of us, the problem is we have good hearts, but we lack wisdom. Some of us, I mean, you have, you have a good personality, nice personality, but you lack what? Wisdom. You could be a lady, you are beautiful, pretty, but you lack what? Wisdom. And that can go against you. There are some things it takes wisdom to get it done. There are some achievements. It will take what? Wisdom. Let's come back to Ephesians. It says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? The spirit of what? Wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of you. Spirit of wisdom gives you revelation. For you to know what is lying beneath. What is hiding. After five years, what is going to happen? You need to know the foresight, the insight, and foresight. Some of us, we have the insight, but we don't have what? The foresight. It takes the spirit of wisdom. May you receive the anointing of the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to it again. Verse 17. Uh, 18, sorry, 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The next thing is understanding. Say understanding. We go to Isaiah 11, 2. And the second, the third, the third anointing you need for your life to really, to shine is having the spirit of understanding. You can have wisdom but that particular issue you don't have what? Understanding. And that can be a problem. For the fact that you are wise doesn't mean that you have understanding on the issue. Understanding always gives you excellent marks. It adds the value of excellence to your life. You know, when you go to school, you have understanding of how to work maths. You always get what? Understanding. When, when I was going to school, you know, I, when it comes to classwork, all oh, English, everything, geography, whatever, I was on top. I would lead the class until it comes to maths. Amen. But when I went to school of mine, it took a certain lecturer called Mr. P.J. who he just did few things and all of a sudden it was just like a click. And I was leading when it came to mass. I said, oh, and I've been struggling. I've been afraid of this subject. Ah, understanding. Anything you don't have understanding, you will struggle with it. If you don't have understanding in how to marry, you will struggle with it. If you don't have understanding how to be a good husband, you'll be struggling with it. 
It takes understanding. It takes understanding. The spirit of understanding. Anything that you are handling, you need understanding. Say, God, give me the anointing to understand. Put your hands together for the Lord. Understanding is vital for your growth, for you to shine. Without understanding, you could be limited. One day, we were praying and there was a lady who used to sell bread. I called her, prayed for her. And, and the Spirit of God asked me to direct him to a certain place that he should go and stand every morning. She went there. She came to testify for two weeks. All the bread. Sometimes she can carry three loaves. They're finished. And what did? So her friend said, hey, I see you've gone for some juju to serve bread. He said, oh, no, no, no. My pastor prayed for me. He directed me to go and stand this place. When he went there, about seven people were all carrying bread. Then he, he came, Pastor, these days when I go, I can't sell even one loaf. I said, what happened? She told me what happened. How her friends have come to ask, did you tell them? Oh, they asked me, and then there are some things, it's only for your ears. My grandmother would tell me, he would tell me some deep secret and say, listen, this thing I'm telling you is only for your ears, not for your mouth. And if I hear it anywhere, then you are the one. I said, yeah, okay. So sometimes as we walk along, I'll see some old men. I know all their secrets. But it's only for years. That is understanding. Some of our lack understanding. And that's why we are struggling in life. Simple understanding will turn the whole thing around. Say, the anointing of understanding. The spirit of understanding Come and anoint me. Put your hands together for the Lord. And the next one is called spirit of counseling. No, let's go to Isaiah 11.2. And the spirit of what? Counsel. Listen. Look. If you are not careful, some of our, what we've been doing is, we think, oh, counseling, understanding, and wisdom is the same. No. They are not the same. There are some things you need what? Counseling. The spirit of counsel come. It shows you, go this way. Do this. Turn that way and you'll be there. One day, 
there was competition in a town. They have a narrow door and a gold, sacks of gold inside. They were given a broad table and they said, anyone that can take it inside, you take the gold. People will take it. They will struggle with it. They have the strength. You may have the strength, an ability to do things. Maybe a business or maybe something else. It could be ministry. You have the ability, you know, the talent. But the talent is not enough. You could be a good footballer. You have skills, but you need a coach. What the coach does, he is your counselor. He will tell you, when you get the ball, turn it in this way. You know, when uh, uh, this chap, uh, is it Ronaldo, when he came to Manchester United, anytime he gets a ball, he wants to dribble, he wants to dribble, he wants to dribble. And people will bring him down. Say, Alex Ferguson called. I said, no, I don't want you to dribble. When you get the ball, get to the corner. Just cross. That's all I want you to be doing. That's why the guys shine. They started shining. So, the spirit of cancer directed. So, everybody tried. They couldn't. Then this young man went to see his old lady. And the old lady said, you see, the thing is long. When you get there, it this way. Enter before you get in. Oh, he just picked the table, went in, turned it, entered in, and he won. That's what the spirit of counsel did. You may have the money to carry on the project, but you need what? So if you are the type, and this is where instructions come in. You want to drive? What the instructors do, they are your counselors. One thing I learned from uh, the person who taught me in driving, and, and all the time, I keep on mentioning his name and giving him praise. He said, if you're on the highway, and you will have a bus tie. Don't press the brake. Whether back or front. You hold the steering stiff. And steer the car. The car itself will come to you. And it has saved my life. Come to the sky. Because whenever you have a, a bus tie, some people will panic. They press the brake, then the car will somersault. It comes through what? Counseling. May you receive the anointing of counseling. I say, may you receive the anointing of counseling. Hallelujah. Now the next one, the spirit of might. It's the warrior's anointing. It's not everything you have to run away from. There are some issues you have to take a stand. There are some financial decisions you have to be bold. 
you want to carry on some projects, they will mention certain amount, but you need to be bold. That's where the spirit of might comes in. Gives you boldness, ability to face your Goliath. David have the anointing of the spirit of might. It doesn't matter how strong the opponent with the spirit of might you will overcome. And may you overcome. I say, may you overcome. I say, may you overcome. And the spirit of might is a spirit. It's not by your size. I'm saying it's not by what? Your size. It's there for you to overtake or to overcome things that are bigger than you. It's within you. It's an anointing. No matter how complex the situation, you'll be able to overcome. I say you'll be able to what? Overcome. And the spirit of mind, it gives you boldness to face every situation. You don't have to be afraid. People who are timid, they cannot get big things done. People who get scared cannot get big things done. Amen. God wants you to operate by his might. And the spirit of, it doesn't matter even sometimes you fail and fail. But still you stand on your feet with a spirit of might. And you will become what God wants you to be. The world is full of evil. People will scare you. People want to intimidate you. People want to say you can't do this. Oh, how? A young man wanted to build a house. A story building. The uncle came and said, in our family, have you seen anybody? Just get some four bedroom and, and just be. Because the uncle was having two bedroom house. Another uncle came from London. He said, well, but all the, what is all this hustling about? In London, I live in a council flight. I lived there for 25 years. And there's no problem. Why do you want to? This young man came to me. He said, oh, my uncles, they've discouraged me. I went to the side. I, looked, I said, yo, but this one is too small. You have to enlarge it. Today, a hotel is standing at that place. Amen. Say the spirit of mind. God, give me power. You see, the spirit of mind also, it fights against demonic forces that want to come and cut off your life. That's why the spirit of mind comes. I've given you this testimony before, but let me repeat for those who are not here. I was traveling from Ibadan to Benin City. We were serving in the 505 uh, escort. And we were being chased by armed robbers. I sat at the back with an old man. The armed robbers' car was SS6060X. It's supposed to be Sokoto number. It was blue in color. 
in the saloon, Pujo's saloon. And they were catching up. And they started firing bullets grazing through the glasses. Everybody was scared. They were firing, asking the driver to stop. And the driver was also pressing the accelerator. But they were catching up. People started shouting, calling the names of their God. The man sitting by me, look at my face because I was quiet. Being a Ghanaian, I haven't seen anything like that. So I was just watching. The man looked at, would you call your God? Hey! So I started praying, stretch my hands. In the name of Jesus, in the name of... Then all of a sudden, their two front tires busted. And the car was just moving here and there. Amen. And then, we escaped. We got to, I think Aquara, there was a police barrier. When we got down, everybody wanted to tell the police what happened. And the old man said, thank God for this man. Oh, he had a gun in his hand. He shot the So the policeman looked at me. Now your hand began. That's how God said. One day we had, we were under siege. There was a rain in Accra for almost the whole day. We used to live at Gorilla. Our house was under siege, water, and the water kept on rising. We have some, I think, uh, Apostle Santimenta and Apostle Paul, they were with us. We had little children. We put them on the table, but the water kept on coming to the window level. So one of them suggested that we should take pistol for food and risk go through the water and pull the wall down. I think was it Apostle? He tried it, and the water was so dangerous. And I said, No, we don't have to. With a spirit of mind, I stood there and pointed to the wall, saying, The name of Jesus, give way, give way, give. And all of a sudden, it was boom, and the water rushed up. We had two cars parked, all of them were swept away by the water. With a spirit of mind, there are some things you don't have to physically do it. With the anointing of the spirit of might, God, you just speak and things will be quiet. Say, I receive the anointing of the spirit of might. Put your hands together for the Lord. One day, I was sent by my senior pastor when I was in Nigeria to take a letter. I was trekking 12 miles. You know, the road was no more trouble. We used uh, this Okada uh, motorcycle. And I was trekking. And the pastor was taking the letter to walking 12 miles, came, sped by. I shouted. He didn't hear me. I stretched my hands. Said, I stopped that machine. I stopped that motorcycle. I walked some few distance. When I turned around, 
I saw him struggling. Broom, broom, broom. I walked to the place and gave him the letter. Then I said, now try it. He just, broom, it was off. It was done by what? The spirit of mind. With the spirit of mind, there are some things. You take them by the spirit. The spirit of mind. Then it comes to the spirit of knowledge. It comes through reading the word of God. You need to be versed with what the word of God says. And by so doing, God will bless you. Then apart from the anointing for spirit of knowledge, you see, when you are reading the Bible, pray and say, Lord, Holy Spirit, anoint me with the spirit of knowledge that I can have of understanding what I'm reading. You don't just read. And then the last one is the, the spirit of the fear of God. Now let me, let me tell you the reason why God put that anointing there. God knows we are human beings. We are subject to temptation. We see things. We see them. One day, a certain man watched one of our videotapes. This was in London. And he called the wife. Said, you said this pastor is the pastor of this church. I said, yes. And then the man said, he called me in his bedroom. He said, I don't want, this is men talk. I don't want my wife here. So all those beautiful girls in the church, how do you manage them? Amen. This is where the spirit of what? The fear of God. When you are even entering into temptation, you pray and ask the spirit of fear of God. I need the anointing. When that anointing comes, everything becomes normal. No matter, sometimes you, you know uh, that the enemy is pushing you there. But with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Amen. There are some things you don't have to do it. And if you know the enemy is pushing you, pray and ask for the spirit of what? The fear. You walk with human beings, you are a man, you meet male, you meet pretty girls, you meet handsome young men, all these things. Spirit of fear. You can be handling money that is, does not belong to you, and you need what? The spirit of the fear of God. You may be going to places that you become a target of temptation. You need what? The spirit of the fear of God. And when it comes, it gives you covering. You are a married couple, you need the spirit of fear of God to be faithful to one another. It takes the spirit of what? The fear of God. And all this, the anointing supply them free of charge. Put your hands together. Next week we'll see what the anointing could do. Father, bless your people. As we go through the anointing series, by your power, if anyone needs healing, Spirit of the Lord, I ask you, 
to touch that lie. If anyone needs wisdom, spirit of wisdom, release your anointing. If anyone lacks understanding, spirit of understanding, cover with your anointing. If anyone needs Spirit of counsel, be available, Holy Spirit. Those who lack knowledge in your way, cover with your knowledge in the spirit of the fear of God. Bless, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the